you know, when I originally came up with the name Listening Alchemy, it was about, you know, how do we take these conversations that are messy, that are challenging, that have fears in them, that have insecurities, that are misunderstandings, whatever, and how can we transform that so we get some gold out of it? It doesn't mean that the conversation's easy. It doesn't mean that it will always go like you want it to. It doesn't even mean that you're going to be understood or that you understand the other person. Yet there's something of value that shows up, whether it's that the relationship has built another level of trust, whether it's having some level of clarity, whether it's you understanding that person better or that person understanding you, or whether you know this isn't going anywhere and that clarity, or there's so many pieces of little gold nuggets that can be pulled out of these messy situations. You know, it's information that can help us take a next step information that can open a door that wasn't open before, or even information that will close a door so we don't waste our time going in that direction anymore. Those are all gold nuggets. Hello, everyone. It's Raquel Ark. It's time to work smarter and feel better together. Welcome back to Your Listening Superpower Podcast, where we explore listening as a superpower that transforms communication into connection, both at work and at home. Listen in on inspiring conversations with authors, scientists, and leaders that will open your mind about what is possible and give you communication tools for your leadership toolbox that you can use right away. Let's have fun discovering and growing our listening superpower together. Welcome to the Listening Superpower Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Ark. I have had this podcast for almost three years. When I first started this podcast, I wanted to capture conversations that I was having with amazing people about the topic of listening. Some of them were listening researchers. Some of them were people who just noticed listening and were trying to see how to figure out how it could be incorporated into their work. And some of us had a lot of different areas that matter to us. And then the topic of listening always seemed to sneak back in as being an important and key aspect of actually doing the work that we want to do. And so, I mean, there were great conversations and I remember thinking, oh, I am learning so much. If I could share this with the public and so that other people can learn what I'm learning, it would be great. And this was before I was used to having my voice out in public. I, you know, I, I like people. I get energized from being around energized people, but I'm not someone that has to always be in the public eye. And so I had to get used to my own voice. I had to get used to putting myself out there without worrying about what people would think and to find a way to help listening's voice become louder, to become better heard than it had been. And I am at the point right now where as the podcast has evolved, it's changed names. It used to be Listen In. The idea came from a conversation with a friend of mine, um, Emily, 
from Unity Effect. And we were talking about listening and she's like, well, why not listening in? Because it's like you're listening in to conversations you're having with people. And at the same time, a lot of this listening in is where we're reflecting from the inside out that it, they were deep conversations. They were reflective conversations. They were conversations that were a process of discovery, of trying to figure things out. And this listening topic is kind of a funny thing because at first you think it's just the simpler thing. You just talk about it. But the more you get into it, all of a sudden, like you realize or we realize how much we don't know and how much more there is to find out. And so that was the idea with the first name, which then... I realized that over time, there were so many other listening in podcasts that had to do with music, that had to do with different things. And so the name did not really capture what we were, what the podcast was all about. So we shifted it, or that's why I made the decision to shift it to the Listening Superpower podcast, because we're diving into its power and the way that has impact. And also sometimes when we don't listen to people that has a certain level of power and how um, that can also have impact. So it's not whether it's good or bad, but it's what is it that listening does that has impact and how does it have impact? Obviously, a lot of the conversations are more on the ways that it works. But if you take what we talk about and listen to the podcast and you were to do just the opposite of not listening, then the opposite impact would probably hap happen. So over the years, you know, I thought I would only do this for a little while. And even after all these years, there always seems to be enough people to keep interviewing from all different aspects of life. And that's because once you start paying attention, listening is everywhere. About six or seven years ago, I was part of the U-Lab through um, Theory U and Otto Scharmer's Presencing Institute. And I had taken, uh, I'd done the program a few years in a row. They put a call out for people who would like to pull a team together and go through the process to see what would happen. It was the first time they were doing it. At the time, they called it the S-LAP. And I thought, well, let's see if um, this listening topic, let's see if we can do something with this. And, you know, I had been doing listening workshops and listening labs at that time, and people were showing interest. So I just put a little reach out to people who had shown a little extra interest to see if we, if they'd like to be involved. And at the time, I was thinking about a virtual listening campus. This is what we were thinking. And surprisingly, within a very short, within a couple of days, we had, I think like 16 people from all around the world who were interested in taking part in going through this um, S-Lab, which was a commitment of time. In fact, um, we met in person, most of us, once a month over a period of four or five months. So we had all these people from all different areas, different cultures, and it was so exciting. The energy was just amazing. The people were amazing. Everybody loved connecting. And as we went through this process, I realized, oh, we have a challenge. Yes, on one hand, listening is everywhere, which is really cool. And once you notice, all of a sudden it's everywhere. So this is opportunity. But because it's everywhere, it's a challenge because it was not, we weren't able to, we, we actually did not succeed in being able to focus on one prototype. It didn't work. We had like 50 some prototype ideas and by the end of this program and everybody, there was this um, foundational part, this core part that we all connected at, but in terms of putting it into practice, we went in all different directions. And I remember at the time thinking, okay, do I force the group to focus? 
Um, and then how do we decide where that is? Or do we just trust the process and then see what comes out of it? And so I kept the process a little bit open and tried to nudge it in a certain way at the time. But I was probably, probably if I would do it again, probably would start the process a little bit more focused only because I know where I want to focus more now. Um, but that process was perfect at the time and part of our, our listening journey. Out of those prototypes, we did have some amazing things that came out of it. We did an online virtual training where I think there were over 40 to 50 people from around the world that showed up and it had a huge impact within a few hours. And I know even out of those few hours, there were projects that came out of it. We had uh, we had group, a group of people looking at end of life and how to look at that and um, how to live life because of looking at end of life. Um, we had people integrating listening into their work, into music, into their organization. So, so much came out of it, but it wasn't just a one group project. So fast forward years later, I just got back from the International Listening Association's 44th Annual Convention, and I'm in the uh, position and the leadership role there. We're acting as president right now. I've never planned a convention before. <laughs> this is new for me. And it's a huge project. And I decided to see if we could manage this in a listening way. So asking people to step into different roles and responsibilities, and not only that they take care of it, but they pull a team together of people that they work with and that we use um, listening as a way to inform and get clear about where we want to go. And so we have a clear direction, but we're also adapting and being realistic about our time and resources and whatnot. And with the intention that no matter what happened at the convention, no matter what the output was, the goal of the process was for us, for the ILA members to be able to connect and collaborate in the process. So we incorporated that message into the presentations that if people connected and collaborated together, that they're more likely to get their presentations chosen. We did that with the different areas of, you know, planning for a hybrid convention, for the local planning, for working with sponsors, with all different things where are we, no matter what the output is, as a team, are we connecting and are we collaborating and are we really practicing um, our talk. And I didn't know if it was working, but then I had a personal crisis. My father had an accident and I had to travel and go help him right away. And this is a month and a half before this huge convention. I reached out to the team leads and informed them, and you know what happened? Like it continued, it moved forward. It was not a problem. Everybody had worked so well together that they didn't need me to really pass things on. It just kept going. They didn't need me to update them because they were updated. They didn't need me to make a decision because they were able to make decisions themselves. And that didn't mean that they didn't, I didn't give them some input every so often, or they didn't have questions. I mean, that stuff was there. Um, but it, it worked and it wasn't because of people telling people what to do. It was because we had really made a choice to listen 
work together in a more collaborative for, format. So moving back, you know, often this, this listing piece is thought of as, you know, just being passive and not saying anything, but no, no, we, we listened, we challenged each other. We asked questions. We came in with different ideas, but it was done in a way where everybody felt like we were connected to the vision, to the goal, and that their voice was heard, even if we didn't go in that direction, even if we made different directions, or maybe even a lot of times, even better ideas came out of just having this conversation in this way where the ego was not in the way, <laughs> not that we can't have ego sometimes, it's, it can be help us, um, but but we just had to pick and choose and prioritize and focus and see what was best with this goal in mind. And the outcome was amazing. It felt like when everybody got together or in person or hybrid, that there was already a connection, that there was belonging. And so, most of these people had not met each other in person or had not seen each other in person for years because of the pandemic. So going back to some thoughts that I have, I was thinking from even back then, from when I first started playing around and experimenting with listening, finding out that listening is so big that it's really hard to herd cats on a listening project together. <laughs> I, um, there's probably some ways to do that for you business people who know how to do that better, reach out to me. And yet here you're, you know, being a part of a membership where you have all these people who are specifically um, interested in listening in a bigger way, whether you're research, whether you're in business, whether you're teaching it or whatever, and how to advance that in, in a bigger way. And yet at the same time, knowing that I need to be listened to in this very moment, you know, it's very personal. It's not just in the head, it's in the heart. It's not just in the heart, it's in the whole body. It's in our fears, it's in our strengths, it's in, it's in every part of us. And and because listening is a very core human element, there are people from all facets of life who are going to be there, who are going to show up. And then how do you work together from all these different perspectives, different cultures to work for something that's so core and dear to your heart that you know will make a huge difference if we could get more of this going on. It's not about competition. It's about collaboration. It's about how we can support each other. So these are some thoughts that I've had and, you know, what does this have to do with the podcast? Um, the, the podcast is helping for different voices to be heard. It's helping to inspire new ideas. And I hope that, and I've heard this from people who are listening, that you listen and someone says something or you hear a story and it can change your perspective and you, it can change you. So by listening to the podcast, it does, at least listening to the podcast from your heart, not just your head can also change you. I know it's changed me and it's changing me. And if I look back at what does this, how does this connect to listening alchemy? You know, when I originally came up with the name listening alchemy, it was about, you know, how do we take these conversations that are messy, that are challenging, that have fears in them, that have um, insecurities, that are misunderstandings, whatever, and how can we transform that so we get some gold out of it? It doesn't mean that the conversation's easy. It doesn't mean that it will always go like you want it to. It doesn't even mean that you're going to be understood or that you understand the other person. Yet there's something of value that shows up, whether it's that the relationship has built another level of trust, whether it's having some level of clarity, whether it's you understanding that person better or that person understanding you, or whether you know 
this isn't going anywhere and that clarity, or there's so many pieces of little gold nuggets that can be pulled out of these messy situations. You know, it's information that can help us take a next step, information that can open a door that wasn't open before, or even information that will close a door so we don't waste our time going in that direction anymore. Those are all gold nuggets. I think that that basic understanding of listening alchemy is still there. And what I'm curious about and where I want to spend a little bit more time is thinking about it a little bit further because I don't know a whole lot about alchemy, about being an alchemist, but I have a feeling we're doing it through this. And and I'd like to understand more of what that means and how we can become more intentional with how we integrate listening, with the speaking, within communication, so that we can really have more impact and we can we can be more productive, we can work better, we can feel better, and we can have impact in a way that that is integrated in our day-to-day, not just this big stuff. You know, it's our day-to-day, our moment by moment that makes all the difference in the world. I would love to hear your thoughts, your input, ideas, even if you know of people who'd be wonderful to interview, if any of you have wonderful connections that are connections that would also help bring more visibility to this this podcast, reach out to me. You have just enjoyed your listening superpower podcast, where we dive into how to work smarter and feel better at work and at home. This is an independent show, so please show your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends. Also, if you or somebody you know has experienced listening superpowers being put into practice, email me at listeningsuperpower at gmail.com or send a voicemail at plus four nine one seven three two three four zero seven two two. If you want your team to grow their listening superpowers, you can find more information at listeningalchemy.com. I'm your host, Raquel Ark. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Cecilia Mercado, for your amazing podcast production, Dorta Streicher for your impactful artwork, and Evo Tiemann for your inspiring music. It's been fun and see you guys on the next episode.